Hi, everybody. So this is going to be really fun. This is our next episode of Chicks on Flicks. And we are talking, we're going through Roger Ebert's 33 films that will restore your faith in humanity. Uh, and we are looking at the band's visit. Uh, and uh, Christine is here uh, to talk over this film. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and uh, this was one that I had never heard of before. So it's always kind of a fun experience to uh, to try something new and different. And uh, like most films, I feel like I've at least sort of heard of them or, you know, I, I knew nothing. I'd never heard of it before. So that was fun. Try something new. <laughs> yeah, totally. I had also never heard of it, yeah. but I'm really excited for this list because I think it's going to help me with some of my foreign films, mm-hmm. which I need more of in my life for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. This is a, an Israeli, film uh that uh uh, is the basic story is about a band an egyptian band that is scheduled to perform in uh in a town in uh israel and they end up getting sent to the wrong town in the middle of nowhere and they uh they have uh to try to make things work because there's no like hotel in the town uh, and, uh, it's one of the, they end up meeting this woman named Dinah who owns this restaurant. And, uh, you know, they're, that's basically the story. It's a very simple, simple movie. <laughs> it's one of those sort of slice of life kind of movies. And, uh, yeah. So what was your sort of overall thoughts about the film? I think, um, at first I was floundering to find mm-hmm. my footing with the movie. Right. I wasn't totally sure what I was in for because I knew literally nothing about it. Um, and then as soon as I figured out it was slice of life, I was like, okay. And then I just kind of hung along for the ride and constantly wished that I was smarter. Uh, there was a lot here where I feel like if I had a greater grasp of the political context and the social context and the history that this movie was kind of playing on a smaller scale. I think I would have appreciated it even more. I So I liked it a lot overall. I thought it was really good. But I think that I'm actually going to um, send a link to it, or not a link, but like I'm going to ask my father-in-law if he'll watch it because he lived in Egypt for seven years. And I think that he would really like this movie and I kind of want to borrow his filter. So I'll have to update you on that. Oh, when that'd I... be really interesting to know. Yeah. yeah I, I thought it was fine. I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was, it was good. <laughs> it was like right in the middle for me. Uh, I, I wouldn't pick it as a film to restore my faith in humanity, but <laughs> I can understand, I guess, why, why Roger would. Uh, he says in his, in the book, He says, uh, basically, so there's these two lead characters, there's Dinah, and there's uh, the head of the band, uh, who's an old, kind of an older man, uh, named Tufig. I I might be pronouncing names totally wrong in this, so please forgive me if I do, but anyway, and his sort of, he likes the way that these two people kind of have their moment of connection with each other. And I think that's why it's the, the kind of movie that uh, would restore a faith in humanity, you know, that like these two people from these totally different backgrounds can have this sort of moment together. 
he says that, uh, he says, uh, uh, let's see, he says, in the morning, the band reassembles and leaves. The band's visit has not provided any of the narrative payoffs we might have expected, but it has provided something more valuable, an interlude involving two enemies, Arabs and Israelis, that show them both as only ordinary people with ordinary hopes, lives, and disappointments. It has also shown us two souls with with rare beauty. Uh, so, what do you think about that? I I mean I I think that it was a beautiful way of looking at it. I did pick up pretty early that this was um, I wouldn't call it allegorical, allegorical, but maybe applicable. Maybe this um, kind of microcosm of these cultures. And I felt like one moment that really encapsulated that was when the band says, we don't have a whole lot of Israeli money. In other words, we don't have like any money to pay for this food. They said, but we have Egyptian money. Will you accept Egyptian money? And I thought it was kind of this beautiful way of asking, will you accept our Egyptian-ness? You know, like it's kind of this moment where the money, the currency isn't any good in this, you know, other country. And so it's like, and they ask her to accept that and she does. And I thought that was actually one of the highlights of the moment for me. That was when I thought, okay, this is really interesting. Something deeper is going on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also liked the way that it showed sort of how uh, media and, and uh, music can sort of transcend these yes. periods. You know, I really like, there's a moment where she talks about how she used to love to watch Omar Sharif movies. Uh-huh. Uh, you're a big, you know, we loved Lawrence Arabia, the two of us. <laughs> I love Omar Sharif. I think he's a great, uh, great actor. And, uh, and the interesting thing is she says that, oh, they don't play that anymore on her, on Israeli TV. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was sort of trying to say that like, there was a moment where, where we did have more connections, but it it's become more and more sort of polarized and ostracized. And, and I think that you can even see that now with, uh, with things that it's like, I don't know, not to get too much into politics or anything, but like, I feel like you can see that now where there's like certain things that are like, this is conservative, this is liberal, this is, you know, it's like you have to, you can only appreciate things in your camp, you can only appreciate things in, in, with that, like, fully align with, with your way of thinking and your way of viewing the world, and, you, it, like, like, for example, like, you have these uh, faith-based films, for example, that don't even try to appeal to anybody else but faith-based audiences and Mm. there's some argument to be made for that I get it but uh, whereas I think that in the past like something say a Ten Commandments or Ben-Hur or things like that that like Mm. there was more of an attempt to kind of let's let's share this perspective but let's um let's also try to make something that will, will will reach a broader audience. And so like you had people from all these different perspectives, all enjoying something from that one perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I think that deserves some more thought too, because it's like, yeah, I mean, I think there's some more things to say about that, but I think that is a really interesting thought. Mm -hmm. Um, 
for me, it reminded me so much of Morocco. I understand it's not the same country. It's not the same culture at all. Um, but you have such a heavy Arab influence in Morocco Mm. and, um, some of the sets reminded me of it exactly. There are some parts of Morocco that are just absolutely beautiful and green, but there are others that are just these vast stretches of desert. And it's not even, you know, sandy dune like deserts in all these places. A lot of it is just really flat and gray. And, um, there were constantly, um, streetlights. And this movie had that same thing. It had these beautiful streetlights that had been built as if there was going to be a city here and there's not. Um, so that, that kind of atmosphere, these, um, buildings that were begun and then abandoned, or you could tell had once been beautiful and had been, you know, gone into disrepair or no one cared. Um, that really, really resonated with my personal experiences, just, being in some of these Arab influenced countries because there was a golden age or there have been multiple golden ages throughout history yeah, sure. where there was more money and more peace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think of, I don't know, maybe it's wrong, but I think of Egypt and Morocco and some of those Northern African countries as being a little bit more sort of um, modern than some yeah. of the, like, you know, than your Saudi Arabia's or some of your other countries. Uh, I, like I said, I know really nothing, so I could be wrong, but uh, so I can, uh, it's, it seems like a, a connection that, that I could make. And, and uh, I, I liked the fact that, you know, it's really interesting because when, when you meet somebody, say even somebody from Saudi Arabia or whatever, like, you have or most people, unless you're a bad person, like you have an innate dis- sort of connection with most people. Like I think that you meet on a one-in-one kind of person, unless they're mean or, you know, doing something awful or whatever. And uh, uh, as human beings, we have that response to the other that we meet and we have, we can have dinner. We can have, uh, you know, we can break bread as they sometimes say. Uh, and with people, but it's like things get so messy when we start thinking about uh, beyond, when we start thinking of the group and kind mm-hmm. of what the group stands for and what they symbolize and what they, but if, if you just met like, you know, five of them, 10 of them, then it, you, you might feel differently. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think that th- this the more I think about this movie, the more I'm like, wow, okay, this is really smart. <laughs> this is a yeah. smart movie because not only do we have a microcosm of these few people meeting, but then we have these multiple microcosms as the band splits up to spend the night at other people's houses. But then yeah, you have this true. even smaller relationship of um, Tafik with his son that has killed himself. And once you hear that, you immediately know what is going on between Tufik and Khaled, where he, you know, he, he for instance, when everyone's splitting yeah. up, he's like, okay, Khaled is going with me because he doesn't want him to get up to any trouble. But then this night changes him so much that even when he sees Khaled and Dina, you know, having sex, he doesn't do anything. He kind of just accepts the fact that he doesn't understand this, that these people have their own identities and their own world 
and he's not the authority, which is what he said he missed with his son. He says, I just didn't understand him. I was too hard on him. You know, he was so critical of him. And so it's like they take this, you know, this greater story and then they have a smaller story and a smaller story and a smaller story and a smaller story until you get to this little seed of a father and his son. Um, yeah, that so, yeah. was really heartbreaking because there was a, a feeling of like, he realizes that he was wrong, but he can't, he is who he is, you know, to a certain extent. Like there's a feeling that like, if he, if he had to do it all over again, he probably wouldn't behave all that differently. And that makes him very sad <laughs> because of course it would make you sad, but, but, uh, but I don't know. That was an interesting character for sure. That, mm-hmm. and the, the, how, how that experience of losing a son in that way, like as soon as he tells her that story and you get a feeling that he hasn't told very many people that story, right. maybe even most of the other people in the band, uh, that, that this is a very human moment for him to actually admit that like, he just doesn't seem like the kind of character who's just like telling this to everybody he meets. And, uh, the, I don't know, there's just this idea that, uh, that as soon as she hears that, I feel like she understands mm-hmm. what this experience is. And again, it's that other thing of like, where we can, we can be sort of like Roger saying that we have these enemies, but when we actually talk to them and we hear their story, we, we connect with them and we mm-hmm. feel for them and all of that. And uh, so I don't know, that was, it was really moving. And, and just the, there is something, obviously we can learn and grow, but there is something to the fact of like, also that we are who we are and we, so I, I don't know, there's, there's like a, it's just like both things are true. Mm. <laughs> I think at the same time. Uh, and I think you kind of saw that with him that he wanted to change. He wanted to be this completely different person that wouldn't have done that to his son, but he kind of can't. Maybe because I feel like we did see a change, mm-hmm. which I was, I was surprised. I remember there was like 17 minutes left in the movie and I was like, okay, we got 17 minutes to wrap this up. I have no idea how anybody's going to be able to like pick up this heavy melancholy <laughs> And, you know, so I thought it was really interesting because I read, um, you know, Roger Ebert's review after where he said, you don't get any of the payout that you think you're going to get. Um, But there, but there is a change. There's a very, very small change. Just the fact, because I mean, there were a couple moments that I expected, you know, when he says like what that payout would be, you know, it makes you think, okay, what was I expecting here? I was definitely expecting a moment where, you know, Tufik would realize that, like, Dina was a prostitute. It's really ambiguous whether or not she is, whether her relationship with Sammy was for fun or whether, to me, it, it came across as... Interesting. Her, yeah, her calling okay. him a son of a bee, like, a couple times. I was like, I I, I don't think this was for fun. But who knows? Um, but I expected there to be, like, a blow-up. Like, oh, oh, like, we slept in your house. Oh, but there wasn't. And then, you know, when, when he sees, um, Khalid and Dina together, uh, Khalid and Dina together, you, I expected him to, to do something to make his presence known and, and he didn't. And I thought both of these seem really different than the man he's describing that raised his son. 
So, yeah, I guess I can see that. Uh, like maybe he, he, he's still that person, but he isn't expressing it. He isn't acting on it the way, because the way he, he, he used to, mm. you definitely saw that in his face and in his, uh, in his, he's still you know he's still the same he still feels the same way mm. but maybe he has gotten some degree of sort of uh self-awareness mm. that he didn't have before mm. so i yeah. can see that yeah that's it's really interesting and i i like uh the uh the the roger but he says the band's visit begins with this premise of of this of this thing which could supply the makings of a light comedy and it turns into a quiet sympathetic film about loneliness that surrounds us all. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, I think that's yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Uh, the, um, the monologue by Itzik to the uh, clarinetist Simon, to me, that, that was the whole theme of the movie, you know, where he was like, maybe your concerto doesn't end with trumpets and brass. Maybe your concerto just ends with a small room and, child sleeping and tons of loneliness and i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> this is, this that was really good stuff. but um oh I, I feel like i felt a little unsettled at the end that we didn't get anything more with eat seek and his wife because i am just too optimistic to be like and the meaning of life is to come to terms with that i mean Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't settle there. I can't stay there. I don't feel like this was, um, I feel like it was a profound step in the journey, but I certainly do not accept that as the destination. But maybe the, I felt like maybe this movie was suggesting that absolutely this is the destination. It's just this acceptance of the grim reality of life and loneliness. I don't think, I don't know. I think it's one of those movies that's just about this moment in, in these people's lives, you know, that, that uh, I don't think that it is, it is saying it is, I think it's a very small, subtle movie about, uh, about this one little moment uh, Mm -hmm. that I, I wouldn't say that this, has any that has that kind of resolution or importance necessarily uh in, in i don't know to me but i can see what you're saying that uh it's definitely a very subtle ending that's for sure you know it's just uh it's just a fly on the wall kind of a kind of a film uh that some people some people will think this movie is really boring uh, I'll just put it out there. Uh, this is the kind of movie that, that some people will really struggle with uh, because it doesn't have a lot of plot. Not a lot happens here. Uh, and, um, but uh, it, it's something that I, uh, I, I liked. I mean, like I said, I didn't love it, but it's funny as we're talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was really good. And that was good too. And that was good. <laughs> so maybe I liked it more than I kind of gave it credit for. Who knows? But uh, what did you think of the acting uh, of all the sort of major, major actors? I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I felt like it was just really believable. I, to me, this really, like as a, as a traveler, frankly, this really felt familiar. There were, especially even at the beginning, when like they get off their bus and there's no one there to greet them and they're just making phone calls and trying to figure out where to go. I'm just like, Oh, I'm feeling this like 
association of that. It's just, it happens all the time. You go to a foreign country and it's like, you can't really talk to anybody effectively, you know, like you, you don't have enough currency and they're, you know, in their currency. It's just so like stressful. It is just frustrating. And the thing is, is most movies with these fish out of water in another country scenarios, it's kind of fun. It's like hijinks, you know, and you're kind of running around figuring things out, but that's not what it's like at all in real life. In real life, it's just the sound of your suitcase on a road that is not supposed to accommodate suitcases. And I thought that this movie just nailed that. I, I mm-hmm. thought that was yeah, because so good. like travel, I, I'm I used to love to travel, and I become more like. Uh, it's it's fun. I'd take the advantage when it when I have the opportunity. But like the traveling part of travel, ugh, <laughs> I hate so much. Like the all the getting there and trying to coordinate everything and and uh, uh, so yeah, this kind of a thing. Like it's just so stressful and it's so awful. And <laughs> I know it's it's very like wow wow wow. You get to travel, but like. Ugh, whether it's flying or driving or whatever it is, I just, it's awful. I hate, I hate that part of it. So yeah, I, I agree with you. It definitely captured that spirit of like stress and trying to like, it, it, it could have, a lot of things in this movie could have been a lot more of a sort of caricatures with sort of, I think these characters could have felt more like caricatures oh, for sure. very easily, very easily. There could have been like, uh, sort of the dumb one and the smart one and the, and this, and the, uh, the fat one. And that, you know, like you see in sometimes these kind of, these kind of movies. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when it, the first 10 or 15 minutes, I thought I was in for like a Wes Anderson film, you know, mm. because there were all these wide shots, there was symmetry, the pastel colors. Um, it reminded me of, um, Oh, what is it called? The grand Budapest. Uh, yeah. It, it was nothing like it at all. <laughs> but at the beginning, I thought a lot of the visuals really reminded me of that, but they kind of cooled it later. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. 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 That's a good comparison. I can see how it could have sort of gone that way, especially because I just saw the Darjeeling Limited uh, yeah. by Les Anderson, which is all about these brothers on this train in India so I can really particularly see it uh, that one, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's true. And I, I really did like, uh, I guess, uh, the name Sassoon, his name is Sassoon Gabai as Tufik. How did you, how do you say it? Tufik. Tufik. Okay. Uh-huh. Sorry. Tufik. Uh, he was very good. I think he could have just been sort of a, uh, a strict sort of jerk, you know, like you see in movies, let's say like Dead Poet Society or something like that, like the dad in that movie, mm-hmm. those kinds of films. Uh, he could have just been like that, but he wasn't. There was sort of layers to him. Uh, I thought that he he was he was really good in, in the role. And I also thought uh, her name is uh, Ronit Elskabetz, uh, is, uh, played uh, Dinah. And I thought that she was really good. And so, yeah, I mean, overall, I thought all the acting was, was strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got a, a feeling of, from her, that, that she was just so glad to have, like, someone else to talk to and someone else to, uh, to bond with. And I can totally relate to that, 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 I don't know, when, 
sometimes when you know you meet somebody new and it's just like you're just so excited to like tell them about the different things in your life and just to hear their experiences in there uh, I've recently made a couple new friends in my life and it's just been so sort of refreshing to like mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't know me like doesn't know any of my like any of my other friends doesn't know anything like isn't in my you know church group at all isn't you know just it has no sort of other way of sort of judging me and it is so it is kind of fun to be like oh you like that and you do that and you uh just to have someone else to talk to especially I grew up in a small town uh, and so I I, I especially kind of I feel like I understand that you know just like someone would come to visit and you're like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that I felt like that sort of with her, just sort of this excitement of new people, mm. you know, a little bit with her. Uh, and it is kind of ironic in a way that they are going to visit the Arab Cultural Center. Yeah. You know, when. Oh, yes. Is, yeah. <laughs> and and her response is there is no Arab culture. There yeah, is there's, no Israeli culture. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's no culture here. <laughs> that yeah. I thought was very clever. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's interesting that this movie is being made into a Broadway musical that is, it's already made, but it's uh, going to be uh, debuted uh, this fall. And so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it should actually relate pretty well to a Broadway musical. I, I can see, I mean, it's about a band, so it's sort of, there's some easy spots that I think you could put in songs and uh, I can see them making, uh, I don't know, doing interesting things uh, with it. Yeah. I imagine there's, there's going to have to be a tone shift though. Yeah. Cause I, I can't imagine any of the characters in this movie breaking out into song other than the few times they do. And it's this very like somber thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there are a lot of somber musicals but uh but yeah i i agree uh that i think and i i'm sure that they will add a story uh you know they will that they will change it around and move it around but i feel like there's potential there it's an interesting choice so uh i'll be very curious uh to see how it goes i guess the new york times says this is a place you want to visit if you're looking for signs of new and exciting life in the contemporary american musical so Hmm. that's good (laughs) <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. very curious. I, it's gonna I'd be love fun. to see that. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so uh, I, if you were to say like to, uh, a one to ten, what what rating would you give uh, this film? Well, I mean, rating it within the context of what it is and how well they achieved what they set out to do. Mm-hmm. I would I would give it an eight. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm right. Yeah. I'm on the same page. I'd give it an eight also. Yeah. 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 Three. Um, okay. Uh, so next week we have a movie, another one I have never heard of and I know nothing about, (laughs) which is fun. Uh, it's called bang the drum slowly is what it's called. This is from 1973. It stars Robert De Niro. Hmm. Uh, so that's always a good sign. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I will, I, I have no idea. Like I said, it's a baseball movie. So uh, that should be fun. I feel like and, I'm getting educated. Uh, Come get educated with us, everybody. Come get yeah. educated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's only 98 minutes, which is pretty short. 
but, uh, uh, but yeah, I literally know nothing about it except for the very first line of the review is bang the drum is the ultimate baseball movie. Wow. So that's what All I right. say. Uh, so that'll be fun. We will talk about that. And, uh, yeah. So if you, if you're watching, let us know what you think of the band's visit. Uh, give it, give it a watch if you haven't seen it and let us know what you think and put it in the comment section. And we have started up a new Twitter account for uh, the, this podcast uh, and it's chicks on flick because I couldn't get, I couldn't get the flicks. <laughs> uh, so follow us there on Twitter. I'll put a link down and, uh, and we'll try to post uh, supplementary kind of articles and reviews and different things about the films that we're uh, reviewing uh, that week. And uh, so it should be pretty fun uh, trying something or trying something new there. And uh, so, yeah, it's, this is a, a fun, fun new experience. And so where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash C Tyler vision. That's C T Y L E R. Um, vision. <laughs> And on Instagram, I'm, my family account is C Tyler Insta and my bookish account is C Tyler books. Great. Okay. I'll link to that in the description section. And tomorrow uh, I have my podcast on the latest episode of Dr. Who. We were a little late on that this week and just things uh, work out sometimes, but anyway, so you can look forward to that. And then, on Saturday, it's going to be really fun. I've been doing over on my Twitter. We've been doing this superhero showdown, uh, and we're actually going to uh, do a sort of live version of the tournament uh, where we go through the bracket uh, with three of my uh, fellow YouTubers. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that will happen on Saturday. And uh, so, yeah, it should be fun. Uh, lots to look forward to, and uh, and you follow me uh, at Smiling LDS Girl on all social media and uh, 54 Disney reviews on my blog. Just posted uh, this morning my uh, late this morning my review of Transformers Five, mm-hmm. so you can enjoy that. <laughs> and I should be getting my long uh, blog review of Cars Three coming up soon. I'm going to work on it some today, so that should be fun too. So lots of fun stuff going on so thanks so much for joining me to talk about this yeah thank you this movie is, this was a, a really fun new experience a new film like i said that i never never heard of so all right we will talk next week all right see you then <laughs>